This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. Well, we are entering into the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time on February 13th, 2022, and it's the middle of February. Last week, we began with a prayer to Our Lady of Lourdes, and we actually in our home prayed a novena to Our Lady of Lourdes, and that feast day is on February 11th. And so I wanted to to offer an opening and closing prayer as we begin our program and then as we close. And this is a little booklet I found. It's called Companion Prayers, A Guide to Prayer from the Companions of St. Anthony. And I don't know about you, but I get a lot of mailings that come from different ministries. I guess I'm just on a lot of people's lists, but this came from, this is called the Companions of St. Anthony. They're located in Ellicott City, Maryland. Uh, companions of saintanthony.org is their website. And it's a beautiful compilation of prayers. And what I love is these are Franciscan prayers because St. Anthony was a Franciscan. And I am going to begin using more of these prayers with my work with the Franciscan missionary sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows who serve in the Beaverton area and also in uh, SoCal, uh, California, that is. So this is a prayer for the sick. And I have many people on my prayer list, as I know you probably do, either in your home, in your family, in your parish, in your neighborhood that you are praying for. And so we all have strength in the Lord. The Lord is our strength. He is what gives us the healing power in many different ways. And we may not experience that physical healing, although we pray for it but we entrust our healing and our wholeness to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I just want to offer this prayer and particularly pray for you and for those who you are praying for, who are sick and suffering right now. And I also really think about the people who care for the sick. It might be a husband or wife. It might be a mother or father that cares for their sick loved one our caregivers, our hospice workers, our home health workers, that they really are guided by the Holy Spirit and by God's power to, to care for those that they are entrusted to care for. So this is a prayer for the sick. Please join me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, who went about doing good and healing all, we ask you to bless our friends who are sick. Give them the strength and body, courage and spirit, and patience in pain. 
Let them recover their health so that restored to the Christian community, they may joyfully praise your name for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lady of Lords, pray for us. St. Anthony, pray for us. Amen. In this prayer, it just popped out to me these words, you know, give them patience in pain. And I think so many times uh, I've done it myself as if I'm in pain, I wanted to go away immediately. If we see somebody we love who's in pain, we want that to go away immediately. But this asks for patience in pain. And so that doesn't mean that the pain's going to go away, but that we have patience, that we grow in virtue, that we grow in holiness amidst and in, in spite of the pain. It's a hard prayer, because I think we all would like to feel good and well and healthy and not have pain, but let us pray for patience in pain. Okay, here we go. We are back into the scriptures and the, the theme that I thought about, I wrote down a couple of things. Wisdom chooses God and Wisdom of God is true happiness. We're going to get a sense in these readings about the true wisdom of God and get a sense of where happiness, where true life and true happiness come from. So let's begin with the book of Jeremiah. This is chapter 17, verses five through eight. Now, if you read all of Jeremiah chapter 17, it gives you a little bit more of a a sense of this wisdom and those who don't choose wisdom. But here's what this particular collection of readings for our, our Sunday mass today gives us. And so listen to the word of God, a reading from the book of Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the one who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes, its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. The word of the Lord. The response oil psalm actually comes from Psalm 1. It's, it's beautiful. We have the whole Psalm 1 to begin today. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of the insolent, but delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. He is like a tree planted near running water that yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves never fade. Whatever he does prospers. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Not so the wicked, not so. They are like chaff, which the wind drives away. For the Lord watches over the way of the just, but the way of the wicked 
vanishes. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Our second reading is a reading from St. Paul to the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Brothers and sisters, if Christ is preached as raised from the dead, how can some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If the dead are not raised, neither has Christ been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is vain. You are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are the most pitiable people of all. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading comes from the gospel of Luke chapter 16, excuse me, chapter 6, verses 17 and 20 through 26. Jesus came down with the 12 and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. And raising his eyes toward his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude and insult you, and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven, for their ancestors Treat the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are now, woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go back to the book of Jeremiah a little bit, the prophet Jeremiah. And again, we always hear about wisdom from the prophets. We hear the words that they share to the people as they are proclaiming a message of God. They're always in a dangerous situation. It seems like they're being persecuted, but they are willing to go through whatever it takes to share the message that the Lord has entrusted in their care. That's a missionary, you know, in whatever way that we're called to be the word of God, to live the word of God, to reveal the word of God in the people that we come across. So here's an interesting set of words. Cursed is the one who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. So these are the people who are focused on their strength, their might, their intelligence, their ability to create, to design, to, to be, it's all up to me. 
It's all up to me and my strength and my flesh and what I can accumulate and what I can see. That's all my power. Your heart is far from God. You're like a barren bush in the desert. There's no change of seasons, dry in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. And we think about people in our world today, and maybe they're the people that you see in the headlines, maybe the people that we see in the front of magazines that still happen to be in the, in the grocery stores of people who have acquired certain wealth or fame, entertainers, musicians, politicians, authors, and they trust in their own glory that everything that they've accumulated comes from what they have accomplished. And they may seem on the outside to have wonderful lives, but yet truly they stand in a lava waste, whether they recognize it or not. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. You are planted in the Lord. Now we just, in our house, we've moved to a new location uh, about a year ago now. In fact, this is an anniversary year. And so we're starting to plant a garden and I've wanted to plant fruit trees. And so this year we just actually yesterday planted our first fruit tree. It's an apple tree with five different types of apples grafted on it. And we had a tree with two different apples grafted on it in our prior home, which had been living there for 30 years. That tree was 30 years old and it was reaping good fruits. And so now we've dug the hole, we've mixed in the hole, this organic soil that's supposed to have great nutrients. We live in an area that's very, has a lot of water. So we know that there's going to be a lot of water, a lot of nutrients that come into the soil. And we've planted it as perfectly as we can following the directions. And, and now we're setting that tree up it's going to take a while for that to grow and actually bear fruit, but we know we've put it in a place, we've taken care of it and, and surrounded it with, you know, the soil, the nutrients, the organic elements, the sun, the rain, we've put it, placed it in the midst of the Lord, so to speak. And so now it's just going to take time for that with proper pruning to grow and eventually bear great fruit, we pray. And so is our lives. When we place our lives in the midst of the word of God, in the sacraments, you know, of course, the very first sacrament we enter is the sacrament of baptism. And we have that image of water washing us clean for the first time. And then that sacrament of baptism throughout our life is nourished with, of course, the Eucharist and, of course, confession, that continual nourishment that, get, that comes directly from God. You know, how beautiful is that? And so this, this wisdom verse of Jeremiah reminds us that the, the true life, the true fruit, the true fullness of our life comes when we trust in the Lord, when we're planted deep in the word of God, in his sacraments, in his life, and that we will not distress because our hearts are rooted in the Lord. 
And that really serves as an encouragement for me when I look around me in the world and I look at the headlines or I look at the state of certain affairs and I think, oh, but my life isn't trusting in human beings. My life is entrusting the Lord. And I think if, if you're in a moment where you're maybe a little discouraged at what you see on the outside, Remember where you're rooted. Remember where you're placed and place yourself in the hope of the Lord. The psalm today is beautiful. The psalm heading in my Bible says true happiness is God's love or true happiness in God's love that we receive that true happiness when we are grounded in God's love. You know, the law is our joy. And it's not a law of not or neglect or you can't have, but it's in the law of love. The law of God is the law of love. You know, we delight, those who delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on his law day and night, we are like a a tree planted near running water. I think about my tree and I pray that it continues to grow well, that it, it is been placed in a proper place, a nourishing place, and that is in a place of the Lord. Stay rooted in the Lord. And, and each time we read scripture is a challenge. It's a challenge for me. It can be a challenge for you, I hope. Am I rooted in the Lord today? Am I focused more on what the world says I should do or should not do, that I am I'm a good person because I follow this way, I have this particular image or this particular way in which I follow the world, that's not my true happiness. We find true happiness in following the Lord. Real briefly with St. Paul, this whole chapter, chapter 15 And we've been reading from the book of Corinthians, the first book of St. Paul to the Corinthians, a letter to the Corinthians, that is. And so he's got all of these different things that he's trying to unpack to the people. And I think when St. Paul, it seems like when he sees a community of Christians and, and they're new to following Jesus Christ, they're new to following the Lord and and trying to transition from their old ways now whether they were Jews and they followed the Jewish law or they were Greeks and or they were pagans, they had different ways in which they were used to a tradition. And now they're following the way, you know, the, the way, the truth and the life of Jesus Christ. It's a little bit different. And Jesus has unpacked that for the people. And Paul now is reminding people about the key in the resurrection. And there were still people who apparently in this time who did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. But they said maybe, or they followed Jesus and called themselves a Christian, and yet really what what grounds us in Christianity is the belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that resurrection means something for you and me, and not for just the people of that moment, that time of Christ's resurrection, but for the people who live before, for the people who live now, and for the people of the future. For all people, Christ's resurrection makes a difference. And so Paul is just giving the people yet another fervorino on the the importance of Christ's resurrection. And if we don't believe that, then our faith, he says, is in vain. Uh, So how important it is 
to know, to believe, to reflect upon Christ's resurrection and what that means for you, what that means for me. We stand on the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's our faith. No other faith proclaims their founder lived on this earth, was born of the Virgin Mary, you know, conceived by the Holy Spirit, died and was raised on the third day, came back to life, full, fully body, fully human, fully, fully divine, and promises eternal life to his people. It's a unique faith in Christianity. And so Paul, so beautiful in his writings, this particular writing to the Corinthians. Okay, we'll unpack a little bit of the gospel reading. And we've been reading and we'll continue to read from the book of Luke on Sundays, most Sundays during ordinary time. And if we go back, let me see if I can do this. We go back. I wanted to open up Luke. <laughs> and so Luke chapter five, and then we go to Luke chapter six in this reading. We're just starting to get, at least in the in these accounts, the calling of the apostles. So in chapter five, we had the call of Simon the fisherman. We had some healings. We had the call of Levi or Matthew, the tax collector. And then at the beginning of chapter six, we go into what's called the mission of the 12. And I want to just read this part. Uh, this is chapter six, verse 12 through 16. That's right before the reading that we get today. In those days, he departed to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose 12, whom he also named apostles. And here we get the names of the apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a stretch of level ground. And then we go into the reading for today. But think about this in the context of Jesus. We get this sense if we really listen to the Gospels and start to visualize what's happening with Jesus in his public ministry when he is preparing, of course, will enter into Lent when he goes into the desert for 40 days. And we have this time of Jesus in the desert. The Holy Spirit is guiding him the whole way. But he, it's this serious fasting and prayer and a time for him to prepare for the public ministry. But here we see that Jesus departs to go to the mountain to pray. He spends the night with his father. Then he comes down and he calls the apostles and then he chooses his 12. So how important is it for Jesus? How important is it for us to spend time with prayer with the Lord? Uh, Jesus spends a whole night. I think about a night of adoration and Locally in the church in Western Oregon, Archbishop Alexander Sample and Bishop Carey 
from our diocese in Baker in the state of Oregon have invited parishes to pray an hour of adoration, particularly for the synod of synodality and to just pray for the Holy Spirit to guide us in the church today. And so how important it is for us to come together in prayer, but just individually that I am going to spend time with the Lord in prayer. That could be an adoration. If you have an adoration chapel, it could be that you don't have an adoration chapel, but you just spend some time opening up the good book of the Lord in a quiet place in your home. It might be outside. It might be in a little prayer chapel, but Jesus spent this time in prayer. He calls his disciples. Those that will be the closest to him are there and all of these other people. But The message of the Sermon on the Plain, as it's called here, or we call it the Beatitudes, is really directed to the apostles, to those men that he has called at this time for his mission and ministry. And so while the whole crowd is there, think about the master, the teacher, and he's directing these words to the disciples who are starting to get to know Jesus. They're starting to see there's something different about him. We've seen some healings. We've seen some demons be expelled. We've seen some, some healing of, of the lame or the leopards lepers. There's something different about this master. And Jesus says, and I love how it says in Luke and raising his eyes toward his disciples Can you just imagine Jesus? He knows the mission. He knows where he's going. Where is he going? To the cross. He knows that's where he needs to lead his followers. That the cross will mean something significant and represent true life in the resurrection. We just heard about the resurrection, right? From St. Paul. And right now... The apostles don't know this. They don't understand. But Jesus looks at them right in the eye. Blessed are you who are poor. Now think about the fishermen have just left their work, their ability to create an income for themselves and their families. Now they are poor. They've, they've, they've given up their lifestyle of how to generate an income or sustenance for themselves. Blessed are you who are poor. The tax collector who left everything, he had wealth. He left everything. He became poor. And Jesus is saying, blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry. Well, they might go hungry a little bit. They're going to experience some things that they've never experienced before because they've depended upon themselves and the way they can provide for themselves. Now they're hungry, but you will be satisfied. And blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Maybe they were weeping in a way of of leaving what they knew, leaving their identity, leaving their family but now you will laugh. You will have joy. And then Jesus gives the big punchline. Blessed are you when people hate you 
And when they exclude and insult you, how many times in history has living the life of a Christian, living a moral life, living what is good and true and holy been hated, excluded, insulted, denounced? It's happening today. On the account of the son of man. See, we make these choices to live a good and holy and true moral life. Today, Sunday is the day, a national marriage day. And the following day, February 14th is St. Valentine's Day. How much is marriage, but under attack that God's law, one man, one woman, fully, faithfully, freely come together in union. And that's been turned upside down in our culture. And other things that are horrific don't acknowledge what God intended for the beauty of marriage and the prosperity of the people. But woe to you who are rich. Woe to you who are filled now. Woe to you who laugh now. Woe to you when all speak well of you. You're all accepted. Everything's great. You can do whatever you want. For you will grieve and weep. You will be hungry. You have received your consolation. Woe to you when all speak well of you for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. And then Jesus goes on to a lot more uh, teachings in that chapter, chapter six of Luke. But I, I get the sense that the apostles now are getting a, a teaching on delayed gratification, you know, delayed gratification. We're going to have to wait. We need to continue to hope in the Lord, hang on the Lord's every word, watch what he does, listen to his word, follow his ways. And even in the midst of the world saying, what? We don't believe this. This is crazy. Let's go back to the trusting in the Lord and in his ways. For the kingdom of God is ours, for we will be satisfied. We will laugh when we follow the ways of the Lord. This week, as we um, have an opportunity to maybe celebrate St. Valentine's Day, look at the different feasts of the day, and continue to focus on the wisdom of God's law, his love. Let us be open to the Holy Spirit to work in us, to work through us, and that we continue to meditate on the word and the law of God day and night. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And I want to close with this prayer for healing. Loving God, you refresh us when we are weary. You restore us when we are broken. You heal us when we are wounded or ill. Hear my prayers for those presently in need of healing, especially my family and my loved ones. I implore you, dear Lord, to grant them health of mind and body. Divine healer, by your life-giving grace, relieve their suffering and nurture in them a full and complete recovery from their illness or injuries. Surround them with your love and with the great power of your healing presence. Amen.
God bless you. Our Lady of Lords, pray for us. And we'll look forward to talking with you again next week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.